Hello everybody, this is Steve Hiding with my weekly Northwoods Muskie Report. As always, thanks to MEPS for sponsoring these episodes. Last week's muskie action didn't disappoint as the largest fish of the season so far, and maybe the whole year, hit my net. Another almost as big was also CPR'd, which is an acronym for caught, photographed, and released. And a dead rise with a suet figured prominently in both catches. I get asked a lot about when to do the dead rise during a retrieve, which many also call the boatside rise. This maneuver is when you stop your retrieve with a floating diving lure such as a suet, bobby, minnow bait, or a crankbait, and let it float to near the surface or allow it to break the surface. The reason for doing this is to make the lure look like a dying bait fish, which provides an easy target for a muskie. It also breaks the cadence of the retrieve, which is a trigger all by itself. The rise doesn't need to be done within 10 or 15 feet of the boat. Anytime the lure is in or over a pocket of cover or structure that you think may hold a muskie, it's wise to pause and let the bait float up. This can be early in the retrieve, in the middle, or at the end. It doesn't matter. I always do at least one rise during the retrieve, but usually two and sometimes three or more. There are no hard and fast rules. In the case of the tank of a 50-incher I caught last week, I was casting to a shoreline area that had three large rocks that were visible in the sunlight. I cast beyond the pocket so as to not spook any fish holding in it, and then when the suic reached the pocket, I let it dead rise to the surface. Suddenly, the muskie came out about a third of its length out of the water with the suic T-boned in its mouth, and the thrilling fight was on. If you've ever seen video of a shark eating a seal from below, that's how this muskie looked as it grabbed the suic. Fortunately, my GoPro camera was rolling and caught the strike, and the incredible footage will be used on my YouTube channel next spring. The other big fish was a lean four-footer that was missing an eye. I raised it early in the day from a corner of a weed bed and could not believe the muskie did not eat my suic. It rushed the bait several times while chasing it through a couple laps in the figure eight and then suddenly appeared lost and left. We went back to try for it in the evening and Charlie Beeler, a buddy with whom I fish often, caught it while executing a perfect figure eight with a double ten bucktail. When I slipped the net under Charlie's muskie, I immediately saw that its left eye was missing which may explain why it seemed to get confused when I tried to figure eight it that morning. Two big fish in one week? I'll take that any time. I've said it many times that the pre-turnover period is my favorite time of the muskie season, and now you know why. One misconception many have while fishing during this period is they see algae bloom in the water and think the lake is turning over. In fact, I talked with an angler last week while at the dock, and he was convinced the lake was turning over in spite of the water temp being in the mid-60s. Algae bloom comes and goes with sunlight variances in wind and is very common in fertile lakes with, from midsummer to early fall, and I've discussed how to fish it previously in my fishing reports. But turnover occurs when surface water cools and sinks and water from the bottom of the lake rises, and this happens usually when water temps are around 52 to 55 degrees. Sure, lakes can look green and slimy until they settle out, but never forget that turnover is always governed by water temperature. Sadly, this is my final Northwoods Muskie report for the year. WJJQ Radio, and God willing, I'll be back next year with my weekly installments. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks so much to MEPS for sponsoring these reports. If you like my efforts, please support our title sponsor, whose products can be found in sports shops everywhere or at MEPS.com. I'm Steve Hiding, and thanks again for tuning in this year. If you have any ideas for topics for next year, please reach out to me through my website, steveheiding.com, or via social media. Catch a big one this fall, 
and let's talk again next season.